Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. Today we sit down with Nate Smith as he makes his first ever stop in Vegas to play music. That's right, Stoney's Rock and Country. We talked about new music around the corner, getting it on vinyl as well as on a CD. That's right, Nate Smith wants his music on a CD. Kids, if you don't know what that is, you will soon. We talked about the two moves to Nashville, the second one, playing out just fine. His deal with Sony, even Whiskey on You, making it to radio, and where the vocals for that came from. You're going to be surprised that they're from the kitchen sink. Some goals in music, getting on the road with Carrie Underwood, John Mayer, and so many more. Let's get to know Nate Smith. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes today, sitting with Mr. Nate Smith. What's happening? Welcome to Stoney's Rockin' Country, dude. I am so happy to be here. I, it's one of those things that you, you hear about it, you hear about the legends and the myths and all these things, and uh, I'm happy to be here. This is going to be such a great time. We so. are not a myth anymore. I think we <laughs> used to be when we first started. There was a challenge with a lot of stuff, just getting people to believe in what we were doing, because we were just a dance club, and then we were like, hey, let's get into the music thing and see what works, and now we've paid our dues, I guess. I'll tell you, from the moment I walked in here, I was like... A lot of artists want to play here because, first of all, it's beautiful. It's 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 so well done. I went into the artist room. I'm like, this is a suite. Like, there's a beautiful glass shower. It's like, it's pretty epic, man. It's five star. And that wallpaper, though. Come on, skulls. Amazing, amazing. I don't think it gets much better than that. Gosh. Dude, tell me one place that's anything like Stoney's. Don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> My bedroom. No, I'm just kidding. No, <laughs> Wait not. a minute. You got skull wallpaper in I your don't. bedroom? I don't. I'm totally lying. Dude, what's Full up? Full lying. No lying. <laughs> this is country AF. It's Toad's Tunes. No lying. That's no the rule. Lying. You're be- you've been in Vegas for a day or so. Been in Vegas for a day and uh, just happy to be here. This is my first time playing in Vegas. So. Is it really? Yes. Yes. Oh, how cool is that? Very cool, dude. This is a win-win for me. You gambled. You're up a little. I'm up. I'm up about three hundred bucks. So uh, I played the slot machine against my 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 good conscience, and I went for it, and, and it actually panned out. It was pretty fun. What do you start with? A twenty or a hundred? Like, what do you dive put in? Hundred bucks, then. We put a hundred bucks right in the machine. Right in. Right. Just in. like that. I mean, because it's like I feel like if you got to bet those like higher higher bets and stuff, so I I'll do like the five dollar one that'll get you jackpots, and then I'll go down to like the fifty cent if it starts dying off, and then I'll kind of mix it up, and then I'll just you know try to wait out till I do the big one. So you're crazy. <laughs> I uh, I hit a royal at the grocery store a couple years ago just before Christmas, and I will tell you that everybody in the grocery store knew that I hit that royal because <laughs> I was loud. I was very loud. I was like, hell yeah. And it's probably never happened before. They're like, what? Somebody won on our machine. Well, you know, what's funny is the grocery stores, they hit often. Every place here. You can go to 7-Eleven, there's a slot machine in there. Wow. Video poker. Yeah, it's it's normal. He was saying, my, my buddy was saying that the, the airport, um, some of the biggest wins can happen in there. You you, you read about those. I haven't been that lucky, but um, <laughs> you definitely read about them. It's really weird. Like some of the places, these people that hit these, like the mega, mega bucks and all that. Yeah. It's just in the most randomest places ever, which... You never know. A win for me is if I get my bag, you know, and it made it to the airport, <laughs> and I'm just super excited. That's a win. That's a win. You lose your bags a lot when you travel? Not too often. It happened one time, and they found it, but yeah, just, that's a win. If everything's there, I'm like, okay. I think the show goes on. I flew back to Vegas once from Colorado. My buddy made me some fresh hummus. That's, that was his thing. He made it, and I had it frozen, put it in these, and my bags ended up in another state, and they came back like four hours later, but I was blessed that the stuff didn't melt that much because it was winter. I got very, very lucky. Very lucky because homemade hummus is... You're a risky man, sir. I am, right? <laughs> Hell yes. You got all this new music coming out. Like, yeah. um, You got more new music coming out? Got more new music coming out. So we... Uh, I've I've basically recorded I think like eighteen songs I think somewhere around that that uh, that level um, but we have a song called I Found You coming out um, in September 
um, and towards the end of it. And then uh, I have a full length album coming. Um, and I'm just I'm over the moon. Uh, how, m- how many songs on that? 18? I think, well, because we're going to put a couple on there that, that I've already had out and stuff like that. So I think total we're going to put out like, it's, it's about 20, 21 songs. Holy cow. Like that, so. Are you going to print like some vinyl on we that? We are. You we are. are. We are definitely doing vinyl. Dude, that's the way to do so. it. I think people are coming around full circle. I'm guessing you have not ordered the vinyl yet. I think they're getting ready to. So that's kind of why we have to wait till February because it's part of the, I think it takes six months to get it all sorted out and stuff which is crazy to me that it takes that damn long i know so that's why it's taking a little while to get the the album out but um i also want to see a cd i mean i'm kind of old school and i right i've always wanted to be on a cd you know you've never had one not like that other one that just maybe one that you've burned yourself yeah yes right right on it and stuff and that was cool but you know that is kind (laughs) of cool what's what's the rest of the year hold for you so the rest of this year, um, we are on tour with Brett Eldridge, uh, finishing up with him on his Songs About You tour, uh, doing some dates with Mr. Larry Fleet. So love that dude. I love Larry. Don't you have a single with him? I don't. I don't. You don't? I don't. You haven't ever sang with him or anything Not like yet. that? Not yet. Okay. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. Um, we've never met in person. We've only texted and talked on the phone. And he just seems like a normal dude I'd like to hang out with. You right. Know? And, um, but obviously he has a freak of nature voice. So uh, getting to go out with him is going to be really great. It's just going to be me and my guitar. Um, he's got an extra bunk on his bus, and he's going to bring the, the kid out, you know? So That's kind of cool. <laughs> when I, then, yeah. I, I'd have to say the first time I heard um, where I found God, I think it, it, um, it resonated with me. I ride dirt bikes, and that's when I talk to him. Whether I'm going to, f- yeah. most of the time, yeah. right before I fall, but um, <laughs> or thank you for not letting me fall, but that's usually where I talk to God, is wow. on my dirt bike. And when that song came out, I was like, holy cow. How relatable. Like, it's kind of goes against the mold of, like, it's got to be four walls and a building and a church, you know? And it's just, it's wherever you are, man. Right. So You've done some, some songs with some people. Um, I think I was noticing uh, some duets you had. Tenille Towns is Tenille one of them. Tenille Towns, that's one of them. What's the name of that single? Uh, I, uh, I don't want to go to heaven. I don't. Okay, how do you like get together with someone like that? It's a really funny story with Tennille because um, I'm first of all I'm a huge fan, so uh, <laughs> I was a little bit nervous. But I, I met with my uh, label head Randy Goodman at Sony, and we were talking over lunch. And I was like, you know, it'd be really cool to have somebody featured uh, on "I Don't Want to Go to Heaven." He's like, I totally agree. Who do you have in mind? And I was like, honestly, Tennille Towns would be great. He's like, I love that idea. I'm like, so do I. Cool. We should do that. He's like, yeah, yeah. Just send her a message on Instagram. I'm like, what? Like, yeah, just just reach out, ask her. I'm like, I don't even know her. Like, how am I going to do this? And so I literally cold emailed her and was like, hey, what's up? DM or email? DM. Okay. Like I slid. And, and so <laughs> like I slid. Uh, I went in there and I, I just was like, hey, what's up, Tennille? It's Nate. Like, really love what you do. Would you ever consider singing on it? And she obviously had to talk to uh, her, her team and stuff like that. But she got back to me and said yes. Uh, and uh, it was a really, really amazing experience. She's so good. Did you guys record it together? Um, so I recorded the, yeah, yeah, actually. So we we kept my original vocal that I have in the original version. And then she came into the studio with me and my producer, sang her parts, and then added some acoustic guitar because that's her thing with that guitar, right. you know, and everything. So she came and did that, and I got to be part of that whole process and just... My jaw was dropped listening to her sing. and Huge voice. Huge voice. She's like, been here before, too. So original. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Very cool. And I'm a huge fan of, of Canadians, and uh, my, a lot of my team is Canadian. And a. A. <laughs> so, Molson Ice, A. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she's, where, she's great. Where did you grow up? I grew up in a small town uh, in Northern California called Paradise, California. Okay. Near a town called Chico. A lot of people have heard of Chico. I know Chico. where Chico is, okay. yeah. 
Isn't that where they dump people off after they get out of prison or something like that? Uh, that might be Chino. That might be Chino. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know which one it is, but same. Um, <laughs> no, I. Uh, it's it's you know it's north of Sacramento, and but yeah. So I grew up in Paradise, California, and um, small town of. It, it was about you know I don't know twenty thousand people or whatever until the fires happened in eight twenty eighteen. So. And you you moved to Nashville. So, okay, so it's kind of a weird story, but basically I moved to Nashville um, in 2007. Um, I had a record deal on the table and um, ended up um, moving here for that. I signed a development deal, I guess they call it, or like a deal memo. And so I'm writing for my album, and like six months go by, I've got all these songs, and my A&R left the label, and they let me go. So they didn't, and I'm like, oh my God, I just moved to Nashville, like what am I going to do? And then the guy that, my A&R at at the, the label went to a publishing company and offered me a publishing deal. So saved me. Amen. <laughs> and, and I got a publishing deal and I wrote songs for a few years there. <clears throat> so, and that was in 20, I mean, 2007, you said? Yeah. So I would have been there from like 2007 to like 10, somewhere in there, 2010. Did you move there just for that deal? Yeah, I did. So, and then I got the publishing deal and then wrote songs for other artists. And then um, I went through a divorce and that was just a really hard thing for me. And, um, good content hard for, hard for both of us hard for both right. of us um, but yeah definitely um, and then I moved back to California um, after that so I left Nashville and that was kind of it and then are you back in Nashville now are you I am so for about 10 years or so um, you know I, I worked in churches uh, as a worship leader I've driven teeth around for a dental lab like crowns like for, for labs and stuff and like bringing them to dentists and then um just I drove Uber, um, and I, I've been a nurse assistant for a very long time since I was 18. I was I've been a nurse assistant. So um, fast forwarding, I was working in um, Chico, California, Inlo Hospital, um, in ICU and trauma. So I was um, a CNA, and you know giving chest compressions to people right. every week, and and helping with people on ventilators and all this stuff. But the the fire took place in Paradise, so our our town ended up burning down and um, lost everything I've ever owned in my life and. You know, it was a really, really tough situation, but um, yeah, I uh, ended up moving in with my dad. Um, was still working at the hospital because um, my dad had a house in Chico, and then um, a buddy of mine sent me a guitar uh, to my front door. I lost all my guitars, and he sent me one and an acoustic, an acoustic guitar, and uh, I ended up writing a song about the fires called "One of These Days," and um, just put it on Facebook, and it, it was kind of helping me, and then it ended up helping a lot of people in the community. So it was really cool to see that, and then. Eventually, next thing you know, I'm doing benefit shows for the fires, and I'm writing songs again and getting in touch with some old friends and started playing shows, and, and I, I just started doing that. And then the pandemic happened. Um, Dad sold the house, and I had to kind of figure out if I was going to stay in Chico or potentially move back to Nashville. I was kind of against it because I'd already done it, and it was right walk of shame, you know, kind of thing. So, um, But my friends um, got a GoFundMe for me, and uh, they basically uh, raised a little bit of money for me to move out there and live out of my car and do whatever I got to do. So I drove all over America and slept in rest stops and camped in Colorado and went to these random towns um, and, and played and um, moved back to Nashville. And um, pretty quickly, I, I met my management team um, through a friend, a mutual friend, and they signed me to a management deal. And then shortly after that, I signed a publishing deal with Sony Music Publishing and then wrote songs for about a year and got a record deal with Sony. And then now we got a song on the radio. And it's that's kind of like the quick, like, like it's it blows my mind because I'm I'm 36 and this was not the plan at all. Right, <laughs> I was going to be a nurse. This is what I was going to do, and because I love taking care of people. So, um, well, you're still doing that in some sense if you think about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the music that you're that you're putting out there, it kind of re- resonates with people. And 
We're seeing it tonight on a fucking Tuesday in Vegas, dude. I Come believe, on. I can't believe that on a Tuesday night. Um, but thanks for having me here. This is like really, truly an amazing opportunity. And, and I just, I love seeing people react to the songs and, and see that it means something to them. Cause that's really my goal is like, I've got, I've got drinking songs, yep. but I've got ballad songs. I've got songs that make you, you cry and that kind of stuff. So we kind of, it's going to be kind of a roller coaster of emotions tonight. I think. How long ago did Whiskey on You come to fruition? Whiskey on You came out, uh, let's see. So I, I, I broke up with a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and if you can't tell, I've got relationship problems. Um, but uh, you're was, a dude, of course you do. Oh my god, <laughs> I and mean, I, we all do. I think I'm the common denominator. I'm starting to realize that. I'm like, am I the drama? You know uh, that whole thing. Uh, I, I just realized I'm probably the problem. So uh, that came out this year. Um, but I was I, I just broke it up with my girlfriend, and um, I had a writers retreat two days later. So I was able to go out to this lake house and write songs. We wrote whiskey on you. Um, cut the vocals right there at the kitchen table with a little mic and stuff. Right. And literally, we went, when we decided we were going to cut it, we went and recorded it, re recorded everything drums, went to Blackbird, did the whole thing. And it just didn't feel like the demo. So I went back to my team and said, Can we just mix the demo? And they said, Yes. So that's literally the kitchen vocal and no way everything. That's the demo. We mixed How it. Freaking cool. What is your favorite process in all of this? Do you love to write? Do you love to perform? Do you love to record? Yeah. So, I mean, I, I basically, I love those, those things more than anything else. I mean, the business side is, is, is challenging. I'm, I'm learning how to navigate it, but that's for other people. It's for other people, <laughs> but I'm really involved with it. So it's like, I, I like to, to write songs, record and sing and meet people. Like that's, that's what I like to do. Those four things and, and anything I can do to make those four things happen. Well, let's put them in order. What's your favorite out of those? Honestly, like somebody coming up to me in tears going like, man, like your song has saved my life. Like I've heard people say like, like this helped me through like suicide, like, like yeah. crazy stuff like that. Or I've heard like, this is, this is our song. Like we got married and we, we chose your song for our, our wedding. It's, it's so incredible. Or, and then the other people that are fired up, this is the one I go drinking with my buddies too. And right. Like, yeah, man. Cool. So same <laughs> those moments, that's, that's everything, dude. Like that's, that's literally like, I always say like, that's why we do what we do. You know, what's your ultimate goal in music? I'd say my, my ultimate goal in music is just to touch people. That's that's literally all it is, man. Like I just I want to touch lives and 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 I think that music can do that, you know. So that's my goal. So I think it's crazy that you came from. <laughs> I don't have a goal of getting number one, right? Or anything like well, that, I guess but. I guess in a sense to say that that just to, to continue doing music, touring, making money, doing what you love. Do you want to just get back to just writing, or do you always want to tour? I love being an artist, man. I, yeah. I love it so much. I love uh, being able to be. Um, uh, uh, a messenger boy, I guess, is a way to put it, uh, of songs that can make a difference in people's lives. So I, I really feel like this is where I'm supposed to be. I really do. What's been your favorite point, like, like thing that's happened to you in music so far? Like that one thing that you look at that, I mean, obviously you've been humbled by the road back to Nashville. Yeah, um, yeah. Your friends have probably seen the light before you did, in a sense, for them to raise money for you. is pretty freaking cool, dude. Yeah. But, like, is there, like, a moment that you always go back to and go, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing so far? Has there been that moment? Yeah, there was one. It's going to be a little sensitive, but uh, essentially, um, when, when I put out I Don't Want to Go to Heaven, this, um, this woman reached out to me, and she said that her husband was uh, battling cancer um, and that the song was really helping him through that battle. Um, so I ended up starting, I didn't realize I did it, but I started a prayer chain on TikTok, just kind of said, Hey, if you guys want to throw a word of encouragement or you want to pray for this guy, his name's Reed. And, and there was this whole list of, of people that were, were praying for him. And it was kind of like his like anthem for getting through it. And, um, yeah, um, it was, it was sad when he didn't make it and, you know, um, but it, it made a difference in their family's lives. And, um, 
yeah, that was that was when I realized I'm like this is so much bigger than like me or a song. Or, like it's like it's like lives, people, right. you know. And uh, that was one of those moments where I'm like, okay, cool. If if everything was for that guy, this whole thing it would be worth it for right. me. Right. So we get. That's, yeah, that's badass, dude, dude. You know what I mean, though. Uh, abs- I if it was all for Reed or whoever, you know. You're right. People can all, all all relate to that sort of thing. Is there an artist that you would love to go out on the road with and like maybe learn from? Uh, yeah, there's quite a few. Um, you know, I think I my my favorite artist uh, in country and always will be is, is Garth Brooks. Uh, as cliche as that is, um, but I just I just I just love him. And um, but yeah, like Stapleton would be a good one to go out with. Um, I'd love to go out with Carrie Underwood. I know it's kind of. I just think she's amazing. She's she puts on one hell of a show, right? Puts on a show, and she's just a queen. And um, I mean, I've got a whole laundry list of folks. I'd love to go out with John Mayer, like, <laughs> right? If we're, if we're thinking even outside a country, you know. And um, but yeah, I mean, at this point, I'll take anything I can get. <laughs> uh, one night, um, an artist from Nashville came here and played, and he brought along one of his buddies, and it just happened to be Gavin DeGraw. Oh yeah, and uh, talk about a talent. Gavin, man, dude, he, he's influenced all of our everybody. Everybody's listened to him, right? Mm-hmm. It's at some point in their life, and I think that was kind of we did this thing where he was here and he found out I don't drink, uh, and he was I'm like, dude, you want to play a song on our stage or something like that? Like you're here, and he was like, well, yeah. if you do a shot with me, I'm like, son of a, all right, it's worth it. And the <laughs> next day, I think I called CAA and I was like, hey man, how much is Gavin like just on a one off fly date, acoustic only? And they were like, why are you asking? I'm like, well, I got him free last night. I'm just curious how much he goes for. Just kind of as a as a joke thing. But like we've we've had some cool people show up on this stage and outside of country, which is rad. Billy Gibbons has played on our stage before. Just oh my god, just just shows up one night. Just weird how that stuff happens, and that's what my, one of my favorite things about your guys' world is. You all, I love saying this, you all champion each other, man. It's Dude, it, yeah. it's rare. You put out a single, and forty of your friends share it, which is like this dude it's as grassroots as it gets it's the it's the whole thing i think it's what keep it, it separates nashville from other music communities is that it is collective it is a team and stuff like we've got um bailey zimmerman's on my team with core entertainment and dude he's killing it and i I'm just, just put in an offer for him there you go of yeah. course you did because yeah. he's amazing and yeah. he's my my good buddy and and I'm, I'm rooting for him and every little milestone he hits i hit him up and then every milestone i get he hits me up and same with like there's there's this group of guys there's this tyler braden Corey kent bailey Cameron Marlowe, you know, if you want to count me as one of those, that's awesome. But there's this group of of, of, of dudes kind of coming up in the world as far as guys go um, that I'm like, we're better, we're stronger together. So yeah, absolutely. I, I think it's just cool. So I'm actually doing a show with uh, Dustin Lynch, Bailey, Corey, and me um, coming up in, in Denver. Um, so that'll be kind of a cool, cool Corey mix. Kent? Corey Kent. He's, he's got, got that, that her song. Uh, Black Leather Jackets. Yeah, okay. I like that one, yeah, too. Yeah, he's, he's great. Corey's Got a good heart too. Tyler's so. played here a couple times. Braden? Actually, yep. Yeah, trying to get I, so I, I love a voice, dude. Unreal. Ah, like try get, losing one. Like get out of here. You don't even see that coming. No. Myself. Cameron's played here before. Corey Kent's not played here. Um, what was the other one? <clears throat> Bailey's not Bailey, played here yet. Yeah. Be, yeah, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully, I have an offer in for Tyler as well. I mean, that this is like Cameron. We got lucky with. I actually tried to get him to come back and do an October thing that we're doing in. Uh, um, Caitlin, I've known for a long time. His manager. Yeah, dude. Um, I knew her before she was even in music. Which oh, was, which wow. Was, yeah, I did some stuff up in Idaho, um, um, some marketing stuff, and she worked for a marketing company before she even got into this. She was working with smaller bands. Idaho? Uh, Whereabouts? Sorry. 
Yes, Worley, Idaho. Okay, my whole family lives in Idaho. Well, we have a venue in Idaho now, Ooh. in um, just out of Boise. Are you kidding? My whole family lives in Boise, do, other than my dad, Emmett. Yeah. You know where Emmett is? Okay. Yeah, we have a, a, a place here called Stoney's Roadhouse. No way. It's, it's big. Oh, we're, it, we got to do something there. Yeah. It's like that's like a yeah. That's amazing. Wow. We we will. We're there. So we always say that Emmett is destination driven. To where here we have a walk up sort of thing. Like yeah. People just come out and they dance up there. They either go to the show or they're not coming. Okay. And you, if you know Emmett is very small. Yeah. Um, but it's the old sawmill that was there. We converted it into a venue. So it's got. It is as honky tonk as it gets. That is killer. But yeah, like uh, we just booked Jelly Roll up there, and he literally broke our ticketing system. Which... I love Jelly. I just met him for the first time. Yeah, good dude. Oh my god! Like I just felt so much love from that guy. He just shook my hand. And goes, I love what you're doing, man. You're doing big things. I'm proud of you. I'm like, dude, I'm proud of you. You're like killing the game. What are yeah. You, what are you proud of me for? He's a whole nother level, dude. But he's, he's got a just a heart of gold, and you could tell why he's he's a, a world changer. You know. Um, outside of country artists that you love to listen to. Everything. Like new dude. guys. Oh man, dude. I mean, I, that's the it's the weirdest thing because I, I I listen to everything from EDM to to pop to country to rock to whatever. So it's just whatever I'm listening to for the day. But I mean, you'd probably be surprised to know that like bands that I love, um, Fleet, Tame, Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac, Fleetwood Mac, obviously Tame Impala is okay. a band I really really like. Um, I listen to like stuff like Jaws <laughs> and Res EDM. Holy, yeah. Um, and then I listen to like uh, instrumental stuff from like Tycho and. Uh, I, I don't know. I'm just kind of weird. I don't, I don't think that's not weird. I mean, I listen to a little bit of everything as well. That's kind of like I've always grown up around music. And, and um, before coming to work at Stoney's, I used to four wall the House of Blues here. And I would bring in bands from L.A. Uh, with the best band in Vegas. And I take the best band in L.A. and the best band in San Diego. And I would trade out shows so these guys could so, tour. Yeah. And that's that's kind of but it was a little bit of everything. And I learned back then that if I took bands with different genres they bring different fan base which is kind of cool i tell the story all the time when when uh the boys of after midtown came here uh they did a cover of a papa roach song called scars Love and it. um yeah. this place exploded exploded because it was one of those things that no one saw coming and uh we grew up on p roach man dude yeah. abs- absolutely and i just think it's neat that, that it can cross over and be sold because not everybody here now they're all into this emo shit because the emo stuff's coming around full full circle and they're all getting yeah. into taking back sunday and the used and that's i crap. love seeing that i'm like dude, whoa that was my jam that's you know? the stuff that i grew up listening yeah, to yeah, like yeah. big time I, I i've probably seen the used 20 times taking back sunday thrice <laughs> thrice oh okay. god i love thrice let's talk thrice you put out an album yeah and you go see them live, they're probably one of the only bands that can pull it off that way in that genre where they sound exactly like the CD and it's good. Because normally it's like one or the other you like better, but Thrice, I've seen them two or three times. I've never seen Thrice live. Come on. I know, I know. It breaks my heart, man. I think that's a bucket list for you. you got to get it that shit done. absolutely is. Uh, favorite artist of all time is probably Nirvana, dude. Okay. It always will be, probably. And yeah. Do you think the Foo Fighters will ever play again? God, man, he, he's been through so much. I mean, two, I mean, you, just two alone. Yes, I think he, the music's going to go on, but it might be a new band again. I don't know. I don't you think know. the Foo Fighters no, are done, done, and then. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I think I, I can't see him doing that. I, I see him starting another thing, or I don't. I don't know, man. He's resilient, though, isn't he? I would think so. It's funny because not funny, but I think he said something before. The Taylor Hawkins thing was that if anything were ever happened, he just couldn't he couldn't do it again. I just couldn't imagine him coming back. I always sat back before any of this happened. Was like, how does how does Taylor Hawkins walk into a room and try out for that band? <laughs> Can you imagine? I, no, God, no, God, no. I mean, no. N- not to mention the lead singer's 
the drummer of Nirvana. You know, so it's like, that's yeah, what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. But one of my favorite things to go see them live was that they'd always have that little drum, drum off. The two of them, every time I saw them, they'd start their show that way. Where Dave would come up and you'd walk out and he'd start playing the drums and this other thing would light up and there's Taylor Hawkins and they'd go back and forth and you're just like, dude, this is priceless. Also, never saw Foo Fighters live. Come on. I know. I know. I got some other bands I want to see. I want to see Rival Sons. I want to see. I like them. I want to see, uh, gosh, Royal Blood. I would love to see Royal, Royal Blood. Blood. Oh, my God. I don't know if I know that oh, one. We'll, we'll listen to some Royal Blood. It's, it's Hell fun. yes. I love rock. I love rock. Do Do you I find love. yourself that that's where your music comes from? Like, do you have a it's rocky side? It's a side of me. It's yeah. a side of me. You know, so I, I definitely like have alternative sounding style to my music. Like the first song we'll open up tonight with is called Name Storms After. It's got kind of a rocking right. alternative sort of thing. I mean, there's there's definitely elements of that in there. And then, you know, the gravel and the voice part of that's Kurt Cobain and stuff, I think. But I don't know. I think it all kind of comes out. Like there's still, I don't know, everything you listen to creates what you do so yeah can't get mad at that have you ever seen fleetwood mac live of course i haven't I, 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 we're just gonna keep the let's keep it going here you know you haven't <laughs> so I'll, I'll go back to when i was like 18 years old fleetwood mac played here and my mom was just going through some shit and she didn't have anyone to go with and she was going with some work colleagues and she's like you want to go with me she goes you probably won't know anything i looked at her and went, mom i'm probably gonna know way more than you think i'm gonna know probably more than you so we ended up it was our first trip to ever going to sushi and I, I didn't. Yes, everyone around me was eating it, and I was like, I ain't touching that shit. Mm. That's disgusting. That's bait. I'm not doing it now. I'm. It's I eat bait. it. I, I love that. I eat it like four days a week. But I love sushi, dude. Yeah, yeah, it's the good shit. But I went and saw Fleetwood Mac, and we left there. And my mom was like, Holy cow! Like I'm, I'm just a fan of music, and you can't go wrong with that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's for sure. I did go see Justin Timberlake. Took my mom to go see him. Uh, um, Claire Dunn played here the same night, and I was bummed that I didn't get to see Claire Dunn Aww. because I just love. I just love the newer stuff. It's, I took my mom to see Justin Timberlake, and I was bummed because he played verse, verse, chorus, and then went to the next song. So it was like a medley of all of his shit. And I understand that you got a lot of music, but it was like just that little, do you want it? No, you're done. That's literally what it was, just a little tease. This conversation is making me realize, like, I haven't seen enough artists live. I'm, I'm such a fan. I watch a lot of their stuff on YouTube, so I've seen that kind of thing, but... There's a lot of shows I need to go see, man, There's, but, I, but I don't have time. That's <laughs> I just went uh, and um, to go see Limp Biscuit again. Oh, my gosh. I like the dad vibe song. So, <laughs> me too. Off that album, it's probably the only song I like off of it. I haven't heard anything else, yeah. But it was kind of cool because he came out, he opened with dad vibes, and then he played, I don't know, something, break stuff or whatever, and then he stopped and he asked how old, is there anyone in this room under 30? And I would say that it was at the joint at over at Virgin, so there's probably, I think that place holds 4,500 or whatever. It was pretty packed. I would say about 10% of the people went crazy, and then he goes, how many people here are over 40? And the place just erupted. So he goes, oh, and never played another new song, played everything old. So it was just wild. My girl's looking at me like... That's what they want. Yeah. I took my kid, 14 years old. She'd never seen a, a mosh pit before. I walked her down to the pit in the very front, held onto her belt loops. My buddy Lee stood in front of us, and they went nuts. And she's like, what are they doing? I'm like, that's the way they dance, baby. That's what they're doing, man. They're dancing right this now. This is, I mean, literally, they you love think about each it, other. Yeah, you know? I mean, like if they knock each other out, the other one In picks love. them up. Yeah, but they pick them up. You all right? Cool. Let's keep going. I found your tooth, bro. <laughs> hey, I got you, man. I'm gonna put that on a chain, dude. You're gonna wear it. Uh, I meant to point out that this is. I don't drink, but uh, me and Chris, the owner of this place, we have our own whiskey, and that's it. We, this is uh, a product of COVID. Uh, everyone had a pivot, right? So we got into to how do we give back to the police? Um, because just like love that in Nashville, Broadway sh shut down. Yeah, 
hear the strip shut down. So the cops would stand out there and they would obviously watch the places and make sure that people weren't doing stuff, but they needed water. They needed Gatorade. So they reached out to us and we donated pallets of water. And then um, our friend Brandon over at the South Point donated pallets of Gatorade. And so we're like, how do we keep giving? So Chris and I got together and we came up with this idea. If we make whiskey, uh, we donate 10% of every bottle that's sold back to the Injured Police Officers Fund here. Um, We're only in the state of Nevada. We're working into Idaho next is our next one. But eventually the growth to just keep giving back. But... If you drink whiskey, uh, I'll, I won't yeah. put that on you, but I'll, you can put that in you. You can give it a try. <laughs> I would love to. I, I, I definitely, my, my dad was in law enforcement for 30 years. Awesome. And then my brother became a sheriff's deputy um, for a while. Um, but yeah, so it's something that's in our roots and, you know, um, got a lot of respect for that. So Hell yes. Have you listened to Teddy Swims at all? He's amazing. He's amazing. I prejudge this guy. Because I looked at him and was like, ah, he's another jelly roll, whatever, you yeah, know? Yeah, and yeah. then I blows me away, blows me away to the point where, like, I would love to just sit down and have a conversation with him and figure out what the, where he came from. Because you look at a guy like that and his voice, have not seen him live, see? I haven't seen him live. But he's, hey. com- he's coming to town here, and it's one of my goals. And I know that he's with, I believe, Riser House as well. Um, my buddy Brandon works over there, and he was the one that introduced me to him. He started posting these stories about this guy. So I, I always get my new music from people that, that I kind of work with in some form or fashion. And uh, that dude's amazing. He's got so much sincerity in his voice. Like, I really believe everything he says, you know, when he sings. How about the ballsy move to do a Chris Stapleton cover and post that shit everywhere and be able to pull it off? Because that's... That's the only guy to do it. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I've heard some that were okay, but that one I think is over the top where you can actually sell it and keep it going. Yeah. And made it his own. Yeah. Yeah. Off time, what's your favorite thing to do? Um... Before uh, being a country music artist, because um, I don't have time to do anything else other than that, which I love. That's so a good thing. It's true. I mean, I, I love doing this with my whole heart. But before, I would I would go camping and backpacking. I love the outdoors. Um, so that's what I spent most of my time doing. Like you would just pick up, do you fish and all that kind of stuff? or More just, just getting out there and getting away from everything. And, and I'd you know, bring my, my mountain house meals. And me and my dad would go a lot together, too. So we got good gear and Where's your dad at now? He's in Idaho. So my dad's in, um, up in Coeur d'Alene. And then the rest of the family's down in, um, in Boise. He lives in Coeur d'Alene. Yeah. What a beautiful town. Oh, I love going to visit him. I, they, um, on the lake right there, I was in the market to buy a boat. And I, I don't fish. I like to surf. I got into surfing. And I was going to buy a Malibu. But they were just every time I, saw, I would see them down here, they were so expensive. Like hundred grand and up. Like, through the roof. Well, I was driving through Coeur d'Alene. Uh, me and my buddy Paul took a trip into Coeur d'Alene because we were doing work in Worley. So we're like, let's just go check out Coeur d'Alene. I was looking at a golf course there, all kinds of shit like that. And uh, I see this boat. It was a Malibu, and it was a VLX 21-footer, and it was like 78000 blah, blah, blah. So I was like, I didn't even know that they, like, I'm not saying that's affordable, but I ended up buying one because I saw it in Coeur d'Alene. Oh, my God. Yeah. And uh, three years I had it. COVID hit. Some guy gave me what I paid for it. So I sold it. And <laughs> something that never, ever, ever happens. You never Shoot. buy a boat and sell it and actually do all right on it. No. No, that's it. Where's your favorite place to go camping? Um, I, Northern, Northern California, the Trinity yeah, Alps. It's beautiful I love up it up there. there. I love it near Mount Shasta. There's a place called Heart Lake that I love to go when I can with my dad. It's a short hike. Two, two miles, and uh, it overlooks Shasta really well. And I've been to Shasta. Oh. I have been there before. Yeah. yeah. It's special, huh? I went up there because I went to, I uh, went all through that Cannon Beach and everything. Is that is that right? Cannon, Cannon Beach. Um, where they filmed, um, what are those things called? Goonies. They filmed Goonies. So up we there? Yeah. Well, we traveled that whole area and came down and went through Shasta and everything. My sister lives in Redding. Oh, 
Nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. So I know Reading very well. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to know Reading very well. I didn't like that town. <laughs> I would fly up there. Actually, I would. I would fly to Sac, uh, Sacramento, rent a car, drive to Reading, and then. I would stay up there for a couple of days. My son would hang out there with my sister for a little while, years ago. And I'd fly back home, and then they would drive down the coast, and we'd meet in Laguna. And that's where we'd spend our summer vacations was down in Laguna just because the weather's nice. Dude, the weather, the beaches, the people. I used to live down in that area, too, and worked at uh, Laguna Hills Mall and uh, worked at Saddleback Medical Center and nursing and stuff. So, Do you think you'll, like, at some point go back to giving in that nursing field sort of thing? Um, maybe of my time or yeah. something, but music. That's what I mean in that sense. Yeah, like, yeah, I think, I think something. I mean, I, I definitely, um, we've been chatting with the St. Jude folks and stuff and I, I would love to get involved with that and help kids out and stuff. You know, I think that it's really special to me. So. I would say that's another one of the great things about country music is the whole St. Jude's thing too. Oh, it's incredible, right? Yeah. It's amazing what people do for a t-shirt. Like legit, like no jokes, just people will, will give every single month because they want to have the shirt that you guys are wearing sort of thing. <laughs> I mean, I think that's is a, that a what great. It is? Yeah. I I, be, yeah, I believe yeah. that. I mean, I did it. I mean, would I have given to St. Jude before that? I don't. I don't. I don't know if I would or wouldn't. But then you start seeing these shirts float around, and you're just like, "What's it really going to cost?" You know, the end of the day is you're giving back, and if you have the means to give back, why not? Yeah, and, and bring a little joy to those kids, man. So, right. Everyone. Yeah. Everyone has their own story, dude. I appreciate the time. Tell people how to find you online. Yeah. No. Thank you for having me. First Hell of yes. All. But uh, best way to find me is just add me on Instagram, Nate Smith. Um, and then uh, music's everywhere. So whatever you are, you to. the dude. Like, does someone run your stuff? Or are you the dude? It's me. It's hundred percent. It's a hundred percent me and all the DMs and stuff. Um, and then the story posts. That's that's me. The only time it's anybody else is if we have like a big like a song release. Right. Because it's such a chaotic day, my team will post like the um, the, the the big posts. You know what I mean? Like the it's out, da, 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 that kind of thing. And then I'm doing everything else. So I'm like, I'm the interacting with the people kind of guy and stuff, all that. So I'm, I'm, I'm not done. How did you get into the TikTok stuff? Like, yeah, a friend of mine asked me, he just said, Hey, have you tried, have you tried TikTok? I'm like, I don't, I'm not doing that. You know, it's just, you know, kind of thing. He's like, no, you really ought to like, um, you know, a lot of pop artists are doing that right now. So when I started it, there wasn't a whole lot of country artists doing it that I'm aware of. Um, a ton of them. So I just, I just, I just started using it and I was like, oh, okay. And it kind of helped. And, I just stuck with it and kept posting, and then it, I realized it was helping my streaming and stuff. I'm like, this is a cool tool. So, it's been. I think that there's there's a lot of good and a lot of bad in it as well. Yeah. I mean, it gives you an opportunity to put stuff out and just see what people's responses are versus yeah. going on the road where you get to sell it in front of a crowd and a new song and try it out. Totally. I mean, it's in some sense it doesn't cost anything. It's priceless in that sense, but it could be good, bad, or indifferent in that. But for you, it seems pretty successful that um, it's translated to streaming. Because you've got what three million monthly listeners right now, or something like that. Something like that. That's that's. <laughs> do you do you ever look at that and just go, holy shit? It's pretty crazy, man. Yeah. Um. I mean, it. Yeah, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for those videos I posted on TikTok. I mean, right. Literally, was a game changer. It I, got me on like Spotify's radar and, and Apple's and. Well, I think it's funny that a lot of the label stuff—that's what they focus on right now. Um, we've only had a couple situations where that's actually translated to ticket sales. Like if they haven't been on radio or if their streaming wasn't that good, but they were huge on TikTok. We've only had a couple that have actually come through and done anything, um, which is which is crazy. It's a different world we live in. But you guys can learn so much. You can find out where these people are streaming from, where they love you from, and where to go do your next shows, and where to focus on, and where to. 
buy ads for your next stuff or whatever, sell merch or anything like that. I mean, it's just a for data sure. world, and they're they're providing all that shit for you. Yes, and so is so is the DSPs. Yes, they, absolutely. They have it on there as well, so I can take a look at like who's listening to my stuff and everything. And yeah, it's it it's working, man. It's awesome. I just got chart metrics. I don't know if you ever heard of that before, yeah, but yeah. um, that thing's badass because I can look at stuff that we're doing in Idaho and see what's going to translate up there versus down here, sort of thing. Vegas is so weird because. Like I said, you never know what's going on in this town. Like, there's always something to do here to where uh, chart metrics helps us a lot up in Idaho because we can get an idea of who's listening up there, what radio stations are playing music and everything like that. And I think that's kind of the coolest thing where it's a little bit different down here. But the social world just being filled with data is, is it, fucking rad. It helps. It helps. And then, but then it's like it's the data is really important and it's, it's really still a combo thing. You know, you, you come to places here like, and you play for people and you look and see are they reacting Face to face, that that goes into that equation, you know. Absolutely. So it's kind of it's just it's just another thing to add to it. I think if I was there's some people that probably make one of those things the main thing. It's like I think you got to have little fires going everywhere, you know, and yeah, and see how it goes, you know. I think it's more like the net if you can get it's it a bigger, all. Let's just widen the net. You That's know? what I'm saying. Yeah. Thank you again for the time. This was Thank fun. Thank you, man. Some people take a full ride, later rust outside like a broke damn Chevrolet. Some people keep it inside Going out of their mind Like they're high on cocaine Oh, I wish they wouldn't just go 